0: This episode of Vic's Basement is brought to you by Sony and the PlayStation 4, which comes out November 15th. Greatness awaits, and I can't wait for mine. Welcome to my basement, everybody, especially Mr. Scott C.
1: Jones. Oh, that was so warm and heartfelt. Everything you do is pretty warm and... Pretty heartfelt, my I friend. Lot, I have a lot of heart, man. Now, listen. You just came from the airport. You've yep. been a traveling fool, and I live uh, on
0: two coasts now, man.
1: So you were in I'm New like York,
0: you, how you used to be. I know. So you were in New York. I in was New- in New York for about five minutes. I went to an Apple iPad Air. Briefing, where I was uh, shown the best technology demo it, I've ever is had. Is it
1: br- briefing or is it brainwashing? What are they? Uh, no, because
0: here's what I recognized when they actually sat. I mean, obviously you see all this stuff in little video snippets here and there, or you watch the keynote or whatever. But when I sat down with these three guys that work at Apple on the the apps and the software integration, and you can see in their eyes that they stay up super late to kind of conceive of these these tools that people can use in lots of different ways and they're never happy they're never satisfied they're already thinking about what the next thing is going to be they're already trying to think of the hardware software integration and that's what I got out of the demo it was the best use of this technology in a in a real world setting that I've been dem- that's What's been demonstrated cool, What to is me about.
1: cool about the new iPad well, cuz I, I really don't know
0: One of the one of the coolest things that they've done with the Air is and with the announcement of iOS seven, so this is this is true with any of the uh, the new the iOS apps that you've got. So all of your phones or whatever, you get the, all of the iWork apps for free: GarageBand and and Numbers and um, Pages and all of these different things. And one of the things that they showed was iPhoto, and uh, all of the stuff is pretty cool. GarageBand on this sixty four bit processor of uh, you know the whether it's the five S or whether it's the iPad Air lets you the A seven chip the new one that they have lets you put thirty two tracks of music into the thing so you can just keep recording stuff and putting all kinds of uh, MIDI kinds of sounds and, and okay, loops and okay, stuff in there so okay. you can create like studio quality stuff on all this right. iPad now this which is, is crazy. Pretty boring. All right, I know, right. but that I mean Tell that me was the exciting impressive. stuff. The, the exciting stuff was in the photo. Uh, oh my God! Material, really? Because why? Listen to me. I mean, I just reviewed that damn camera on the show, the uh, X100S, yes. S, which I like. This, this is, is all beautiful like, camera. Like, like Droid numbers and letters right now. Doesn't yeah, it feel like very it? foreign I language know. you're speaking? Okay, but anyways, they showed me the iPhoto. You're gonna like this, okay? A7 so they
1: iPhoto 5s. 5C. You know, they showed me
0: all of these different photo things yes. and this functionality and the filters and all the uh, yayas. And yaya's, then they said, yes. and then all you can do, you can, you know, how you always find these photos that you love and then you think, okay, oh, I'm gonna lose yeah. them in this. Digital stream, and I'm could, never going to see them again. Get lost, yep. Well, you just press this button, and they went boop, boop, boop. I'm adding the sounds for effect, but they pressed the buttons, and then they uh, said you can print up anything, including your panoramas, and it costs like six bucks. And then they pull off this panorama that was, you know, currently on the screen in front of me, and in paper form, and it's this beautiful photograph of the. Uh, Where does
1: it come from? From the iPad?
0: No, it but It right out of the end of the iPad. You, you order it from Apple. It's all seamlessly it in integrated. Like yeah, and they mail it to you. Yeah. But that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the, that, that was the thing that that's amazed me is that they're thinking about it in a life, not just look at all the whiz bang, all the gadgets, all of the, the doodads and functionality of this thing and all the numbers and, and buzzwords we can throw at you. You can print your cool photos as easy as you can press this Six button. Six bucks a pop, though. For a giant panorama. How much is a small one? Uh, they were like Four? two dollars or something like that, but so it, that it wasn't postage? even uh, probably. I, I'm sure it's All affordable. Right, I'm just trying considering. to do some math here. And the other thing that they showed was the book and the iPad Air. You know, they've been doing photo books in iPhoto for a long time, but the iPad Air's processing was really super fast. And they just pressed a couple buttons and it auto formatted this book. And then they took the book off the shelf and they showed me here's a photo book that was designed on your. And, and that's the crap that I keep missing. When I see other tablets and other phones, like we we had a... I don't want to start dogging any other companies out there, but I think we forget that these things are built so that we integrate them into our world and use them in ways that are, you know, beneficial to us, not just, you know, cool things sort of lighting up and blinking and and witty little tweets and texts and stuff out there, that there's actually some... Emotional benefit to using some of these cool a- applications and these cool things that these things can do, and that was what was shown to me and i was I was really impressed I walked away really impressed, and the thing that i didn 't ask because all of that stuff was shown to me i didn 't ask my uh, you know my usual but what about games where 's my controller question you know because they 've unlocked the iOS seven controller for the thing I, I realized that apple's thinking about a lot of stuff you know they 're thinking about a lot of things to help with all of this stuff now i do agree that sometimes we're too digital with all of these confections all over the place and that we need a little more time to be analog but they thought of some analog stuff there and that was that's what impressed me about the ipad air so much
1: uh, just let me know when we're done we're done that's it jesus christ sorry dude my god you
0: asked a question i asked it all as right consi- I, just I answered it as think concisely it'd be as i could the
1: tr- not, it's, none of it sounds very exciting well, it, not. not uh, I, I wasn't there. I didn't see the printout. No, okay. I didn't see your photo book well, you appearing so you, you on the didn't shelf. See, you didn't see the faces of the guys. I just don't think The thing, this thing is, about like, this who cares about their fucking faces? I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to swear. anymore. No, who can, cares yeah, about their faces? I don't. They're asking $800 for this thing or whatever the hell it is. Sure, it's got an A7 chip in it and it has all the iWork stuff in it and you can print out photos. I, I just don't even care. Like, it's exhausting. Like, I just gave well, you $800. They, Why can't my old iPad do this stuff? It can. Come on! It, it can do all of that. All right, stuff. I don't need the A7 processor. Maybe Nobody, if I haven't bought.
0: And, and, and you know what? They're acutely aware of that. You know, and they're. they're I don't know if
1: they are. I think they're oh, flying up their own butts. Well, they're trying Woo!
0: to sell. They're trying to sell new stuff all the time, for sure. Yeah, good for them. But they're also not resting on their laurels. I mean, the, the,
1: it feels like they might be resting. No, this No, This part is... Yeah, we're not reviewing it right needle now. Needle moving again. Right? I haven't seen it. IPad, mo-
0: iPad Mini last year was needle moving.
1: I love my iPad. It mini. totally changed everything, I don't know if it didn't
0: was it? Needle moving. Sure, it was. But it, be- it made it was, us move from this idea of. This new of, uh, air
1: looks big. I've seen it on your desk. It's huge. It's big it's heavy compared too. to a mini. Yeah. It's a
0: pound. It's light. I don't want that. It's, it's it's much lighter than the previous ones have been. Anyways, we're, we're going to review it on the show. But I was very impressed. D- and I can't wait to the see new the
1: iPad. Make. Cheers, on Netflix, more entertaining? No, it does not, sir. Yes, it does. And, no, it and does bigger, not, sir. And bigger. I don't need and to comics see, are
0: going to be bigger I again. I don't need
1: to see the follicles on Sam Malone's neck. <laughs> <laughs> that is not necessary for me.
0: All right. Well, I was in. I was only in, in New York for five minutes. I did have Flew some Pizza Suprema. There, just so you could...
1: Have some Pizza Suprema. I had yeah. some
0: Pizza Suprema. Yeah, as soon as we Street, landed. And 8th That's avenue, right.
1: You try the rest. Try the best. Go to Pizzeria <laughs> Suprema. They deliver until midnight every night. Pick up a menu. Uh, and you know what? The guy that was
0: serving the pizza, we started talking about Canada and, and the West west Coast. And, and he had never been out there at all. And he said, I, I don't want to go to California. I just, I worry, I worry about the earthquakes. Oh, don't you worry about the
1: earthquakes? <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, it's I, so I guess funny. if that, you know, like yeah. maybe the one in a trillion chance
0: that you're going to be there on the day they have that earthquake. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God, that pizza's the best. We're but actually, it, the pizza was amazing. We're going to be in New York again next week. I know. Guess where we're going. Pizzeria Suprema, 31st Street and 8th Avenue. Today's podcast brought to you by the PlayStation 4. Oh, nice switch up there. And Pizzeria Suprema. Yeah. Now Pizzeria <laughs> Suprema has done nothing except charge me a different price every time I go uh, in there for the same order. This hey, time it's $12.81. Next
0: time it's $13.42. Hey, but uh, rewind for a second there. PlayStation 4 comes out on November 15th. We have it. We have it well, we in have one. We have one. You have one. I have one. Yeah, I I'm have very nothing. excited. So I'm, I have an iPad Air and a, and a, I, uh, a PlayStation 4. Why you even it's here raining, talking to me? It's raining hardware in yeah. Vic's basement. I, I have nothing, and I'm okay <laughs> no, with No, you're staying over in the basement, and we're going to play with there. this stuff. No, I'm yes, packing. No, I'm going to New York. I've got that. plans. I don't want to Yeah, yeah over next there. week we're going to New York for what the PlayStation What am I going to do? Come over and play Killzone at your house? Absolutely. We're going to have fun, man. Pajama party. Dream come true. Does everybody else want to come over? We'll all come out and hang and, and around a PlayStation 4. All
1: right. So the PlayStation 4 is finally here. I yes. pre-ordered one. I'm gonna. I'm flying to New York and then I, we come back. I'm, well, you're anyway. I don't want to tell everyone our travel schedule. Yeah. I'll be picking up mine soon. Yes. and Hopefully. Uh, I'll be able to bring it I don't really know what any of this stuff's worth until I get it in my home until I'm in bed I know with my iPad Wait, yeah, watching you see? Cheers where do you
0: see the iPad Air and the size I really of the don't care it? it's, I'm honestly, it's impressive I couldn't but anyways, care less PS4 is here yes it is here we're starting to see the uh, the next gen games filter in we're starting to get our hands and touch them and put them into our eyeballs as you like to say and the other thing that I did when, after New York is I flew to Toronto on the same day yeah, you
1: played a lot of Xbox and games I was
0: there. on Xbox One for, for the whole and it was great. It was my first sort of just sit back and and jump into these titles
1: for a little while. Again, I, I can't do it in an event like that. I have to bring it. I home. just shut everybody out. It's got to be in and my you home. You know what?
0: This was the. the it was. You're sitting
1: next to Jeff Keeley. He's nattering away. No,
0: but this wasn't packed. It was a nice event. There was maybe 25 other uh, you know Canadian journalists there when I was there for. Oh most yeah, of was it. Kirby there? Uh, uh, no, Kirby wasn't there. Maybe he was on uh, his was way. Was Blaine maybe Kylo there? there? Blaine was there, yeah. What
1: the They, they only had Steve room in the... Tilly, Raju Mudar. They had room in the boat for just you. That's it. Well, I didn't Sean get to go. Sean and Marissa were there. What about me? What am I? Chop liver?
0: Yeah, I guess they forgot about you. Yeah, yeah
1: apparently I, Microsoft that. does not care... Uh,
0: yeah, well, there you go. You about heard it. Scott you heard Jones. It. You heard it here That's first. okay.
1: That's okay. I still care about the Xbox One, maybe a little bit less,
0: after <laughs> being slighted. <laughs> once again yeah company that's yeah, okay i mean we did need you to hold down the fort in the studio did, yeah i guess
1: i had stuff to do here yeah, we yeah. do
0: i mean we do make daily tv but you had
1: fun you enjoyed the launch titles i you did play i was i play i, was all really, them?
0: I did you played play rise al- almost every single one Can you give
1: me a thumbs up or thumbs down so people can't hear it on the um, i can see it but they can't it's i don't be, know enough it's gonna be a thumbs yet. up it's gonna be a thumbs I, up.
0: it's beautiful and it was fun they, they you know what rise feels like to me and this is just an early kind of stab at it no pun intended Uh, Batman fused with God of War. A little bit of that kind of, you know, Batman has become a very influential title in the industry. And you can feel that. They have a lot of that, uh, you know, uh, counter fighting in a crowd kind of thing. You know, it gets very violent. You can hack off limbs and stuff. It looks great. But the game that blew me away to play was Dead Rising 3. I mean, it's candy. It's so... Easy and effortless to have fun in there. You jump into the thing. You're combining weapons. You, com- you combine vehicles. You can stand next to a yeah. a, a, a giant um, uh, what are those street roller type things and steam a steamroller, a steamroller and, and a motorcycle, and yeah, then you create roller this roller hog. Yeah, yeah, yeah awesome. And You're it. shooting fire, and I, oh, put, yeah. I put on this. Uh, uh, this sort of mecha lizard suit thing with Wolverine claws, okay. and I could sh- I could spit fire out of my mouth. All right, I was burning zombies left, right, and center. And okay. they have this crazy lighting too. You go into these tunnels and stuff, and it's completely pitch
1: black. Ooh, I always play games for the lighting.
0: Oh, but it was beautiful. It was really cool because okay. it's creepy and there's a million zombies, so it, like, you it's can't like see a, anything. It's like a million zombies, guys. M- million zombies, millions of zombies, and then the lights go on because you're shooting fire out of your mouth and
1: wow. zombie burning everywhere. Wow. It was great. Call of Duty. Ghosts is out, uh, yep. and the world has received it. You and I are uh, playing it, yep. and uh, our review, review will air very, very soon. Very soon. Mm-hmm. We've just been overwhelmed with travel. This is and, uh, insanity. And, yeah, this this is, is the, it's never the, been this way before. This in the is, 10 years that I've been doing this, this and the 20 years you've been yeah. doing it, it's never been a stretch Dude, like this before. And then after November 22nd, psh, lights go out again. The year's <laughs> well, over. We get to
0: just lose ourselves in the multiplayer parts of all of these games. Well, but do. yeah, this is the game flood, man. This is like, and it's... Times ten. I've never seen it like this before. Not that bad. No, because of all the next gen and all the bigger titles of next
1: gen. Like there's there's five Xbox One titles and two PS4 titles. There is. That's seven. If you count
0: in the the uh, downloadable stuff and the uh, like, like Killer Instinct, they're going to have a demo of the Wave Racing. Portion of the connect sports thing which i know from rare which sounds a little bit crazy but the wave racing was beautiful and i really wanted the controller it was beautiful and it stood out against all of the other titles Mm. all of the you know killing and death and maiming and gore and blood here was this beautiful you know 1080p gorgeous sumptuous colorful cartoony wave racing thing with awesome wave physics from rare but you can't play it on a controller. Rare hasn't
1: been rare in 15 years. you play it with the, uh, You got to play it with the yeah. connect. Eat but it, it. it is better.
0: Yeah. It was absolutely better. I could feel it right away. And the other cool thing that really stood out was Zoo Tycoon, which is also a launch title, which I know it sounds in- insane, but you're you're crafting a zoo and feeding your animals. God, you're and then, really bringing me down over here. Zoo I'm, Tycoon it was and good. a rare racing game. It was good. It was good. I was like... I, Come on. I, I, I'm looking at it through the vantage point of my uh daughter who in a few years will be playing oh, stuff like go. this come on and, and you feed the giraffes and you spray the elephants with water i don't want to do that it was cool man all right it was
1: cool i was this i was first the ipad you're bringing me down <laughs> i'm sorry now this jesus you know i oh, woke come up this on. M-
0: dead rising was was fun i woke up call this of morning. duty doesn't look that much better than it does on the 360 i woke
1: up this morning yeah angry as hell about what Angry, so angry, and I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to even tell you what happened. I was thinking about the fact that The Last of Us, which I loved, yeah, which is perfect, yeah, which is so beautiful. Yes, I think it's the game of the year. Last of Us has multiplayer in it. Yeah, it does. This is what's wrong with our industry. Why do we have multiplayer in this beautiful, hermetically sealed narrative, w- beautiful like world filled with rich characters? Let's create a component where we can all shoot each other in the ass. Yeah. So silly. This is what's wrong, like, so wrong headed. Like, understand the core spirit. I'm in one of my moods today, I know. Understand the core spirit of what you're creating and and create I, stuff I that is true to that and that honors sure. it this is scott's rant i was so i, I don't know why for this, this game has been out for uh, five months now and yeah. i'm just I'll, i've never played one second of the multiplayer i'll yeah. be honest with you i have no interest in it in yeah. fact if there's a way for me to erase it from the disc i would erase it gladly sir yeah and it makes me mad and you know i, I don't feel as mad about the batman multiplayer yeah uh i don't you haven't played it yet I can't get on. I keep There's trying to get online. It. There's and nobody there I, on
0: the PS3. I don't know if the other. The no, on other the Xbox, cons- I got on. I got, I on, I got into a few matches. It. Yeah, it, I, nobody's playing it online it's on the a little, PS3. It's, it's a little silly, but
1: yeah. all of, it's just all it just reminds me of Bioshock Two with that silly multiplayer. Games component.
0: as service is the way that the business is kind of reacting to this um, Call of Dutyized. Uh, version of the industry and also all of this free-to-play stuff. Everybody's trying to just capture an audience forever and ever and find ways to sell them little bits of more game. And uh, it's it's dangerous. It is. It's a slippery slope. Well,
1: then we start moving away from art
0: well, we move away from art and we move away from choice because people are get, you know, sucked into this idea that they have to level up forever in these titles that they've invested 60 bucks in and they want to get, they want to wring every last ounce of, of value out of these things and then what that really sucks is the, sucks away is the time that people have to experiment and to try different things, you know, and, uh... Such a weird thing to be mad about multiplayer in well, The Last of Us. I mean, I, I think it comes from a place. Why am I so weird? But we, we we all want the business to be better, including the developers. All of us want it to be better I and do, stronger. Yeah, and you it, know?
1: It, it there there just feels like there's this standard issue checklist now. Yep. Your game needs to do this. It needs to have this. It needs to have six hours to eight hours of single player. It needs to have multiplayer. It needs to be able to level up. Well, you, you, need you to remind
0: have... me of this all the time, is that we are going through constant change in this business. And, and this,
1: I, this phase we've been stuck in for a couple years Well, it's now.
0: worrisome for sure, and it's because of the Apple cart being turned over by the iPad and, and the iPhone coming in and, and all of this free-to-play and iOS you know 99-cent stuff. Yep. And One of the things that's really getting on my nerves about all that stuff is that a lot of those developers that chase these, um, uh, you know, free-to-play models that look for these. They call them the whales. These guys that uh, are these players out yeah. there that get hooked on these things yeah. and spend tons of dough on it—ten thousand dollars, fifteen. 000. Yeah, and some of these games make five million bucks a day. I mean, not not too many of them. Lots of them make you know hundreds of thousands of dollars a day, which is a, a ton of money. I don't want to see that money just be going right back into more sort of gambling-esque addictive games like this that are just about generating X number of hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars a day as the model. Like that's only the only thing that these people are going to build.
1: Sort of Pavlovian game design. Yeah, let's switch
0: some of that. Let's spend some of that dough on art. Let's let's take some risks. But at the same time, let's make art that reaches a lot of people. You know, like this is a powerful industry with a a powerful medium with a lot of value for a lot of people. Let's try to build stuff that people will accept and appreciate.
1: And, uh, you know, uh, I think that's a rare thing. That's a tall order. I think it's hard to build stuff now at a time when we've gotten so used to having our individual tastes catered to by yeah. the internet, by cable TV that has 600 channels. Everybody can find what the, I mean, even Breaking Bad, which seems like it's the biggest thing I can think of yeah. pop culture-wise yeah. uh, in 2013. I mean, I think probably at its peak it had like 6 million viewers. Like, compare that with friends at its peak 15 20 years ago they had like 20 25 million viewers yeah there's way more like there's there's more of a, a there's zeitgeist way more, yeah, there's way more ne- there networks are, of, yeah, of ways to find stuff we can find, all find ways stuff, that yeah. make, find things that make us happy so maybe it's just not it's not that one triple a all encompassing for know me, everybody I just want more
0: people playing you know and i don't want them
1: playing candy i just Crush. want to be happy i don't care what the other people are doing yeah. i want stuff that's going to that stimulate me and stuff that's going to keep keep my brain working uh, challenge me push, yeah. push my push the idea and definition of what a video game is. Um, I, I want people to push that. And you know what? I'm playing Call of Duty: Ghost and I know we haven't reviewed it yet, but that game is not doing any of those things. No,
0: no, no. it's uh, it's an amusement park ride.
1: It is an amusement park ride. But uh, another
0: game that kind of got uh, uh, associated with being um, a copycat uh, or just more of the same, and and it really upset me to read uh, criticism like this because I absolutely. Refuse to look at it that way. I can't even guess what it is. Batman Arkham Origins. A lot of people have been dogging this thing. You've been really down on the bad reviews. Well, I can't believe that there are. Even Silverman gave it a seven. It's the rampant cynicism in the industry around this beautiful Batman tribute, you know, which is what it is. Well, the
1: question is, did you play it to the end? Yeah. Because I think a lot of the reviewers, and I hate to say this, didn't go far enough because there's so much in there that it feels like a lot of them didn't see.
0: There are, like, not just the story cam- the story campaign, all Huge. of the individual enemy campaigns that you have to go, all the stuff that you have to collect. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to re-review the damn game. I just think it's a wonderful piece of I entertainment. Love that you
1: take it personally. I do because scores. I don't.
0: I like. I don't understand what people are finding fault with this game. Yes, it may have some technical issues, but none of these things ever ship without technical issues. You can always find little hiccups and challenges, and you know the the patch has become a common thing, and there's a patch already You know out what for this let's thing.
1: let's get Eric Holmes on the show and talk about it in Absolutely. a couple weeks you know yeah. let's let the consoles blow over yeah let him uh let 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 his hot head cool
0: down well. One of the things that I love the most about this game What's was that, the surprise of the new voice Troy cast. Baker. Troy Baker. was fantastic as the Joker. Oh, he is
1: the golden boy.
0: But I also love that Batman was so damn good, and uh, we have a nice surprise today in Vic's Basement. We actually get Roger Craig Smith, the voice of Batman, to join us. In the basement with us right now is Batman and Captain America and Ezio Auditore. It's Roger Craig Smith, sir.
2: It is fantastic to have you with us. How are yes. you doing? I'm stoked to be here. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. And sorry about the smell. Uh, uh, no, it's okay. I, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of a given. I mean... It- <laughs> I just I look at you guys and I think smell. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you've you've uh, you've got some pretty big shoes to fill here with uh, Fred Conroy's voice, Fred oh, Kevin. Conroy. Yes, Kevin Conroy. Yes. Uh, uh, who, uh, who cares about that oh, guy? Oh, you've already oh, forgotten people. his old yeah, name. Nobody Roberts. knows that guy anymore because you have, I think, created one of the most unforgettable portraits of Batman ever. I think Victor would agree. I think you did an <laughs> uh, amazing
0: job. Why are you, and, you laughing? I, and uh, yeah, Raji, why are you? Oh, laughing? Oh, I thought you
1: said forgettable. <laughs> no. <laughs> unforgettable there was an un in there
0: oh yeah. even better <laughs> it's all good
1: yeah well how does it feel because it's like uh, repainting the mona lisa only uh, it's even better this yeah, time yeah when we <laughs> were into, at
0: at comic con this year i asked you the same thing i think we probably ran some of this on the show already but
2: you must have been a tad nervous to step into those boots oh it goes without saying i mean it was you know i think we even said at comic con that both troy and i when we found out that we had gotten the roles it was like yeah we got them and then it was oh <laughs> oh, now we got him. Uh, this <laughs> could luck. go a lot of yeah. This We're could doomed. go a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, no, it's. I mean, it was an like to to call it an honor doesn't do it justice. And uh, and and really, the 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 most reassuring aspect of the entire thing was meeting Eric Holmes and working with Amanda Wyatt, our voice director, and having them be so passionate about this, and having Eric, who's just a wealth of information, and is I mean, you know, his passion for this project and the Batman universe is immense and uh, and getting a chance to lean on somebody like that um, kind of helped take a little bit of pressure off me because I was able to say, okay what what do you want to do with this character? I mean, we're doing it as a prequel, as an origin story that could be that could go a lot of different ways. so you know, what do you have in mind and that in that way it was, uh, a, a great sense of relief for me to go. Okay, this guy knows what he wants, and we're gonna we're gonna kind of play around with this character a little bit, but he, still stay true.
0: Yeah, he had your back, and he has the backs of geeks, and he's also the geek himself who cannot be stumped. He's got all of the, yep. the backstory. He knows, you know, the specific issues of character introductions, and he knows the uh, you know the challenge that was ahead of him. He knew what he had to do with this thing was live up to expectation. And, you know, I for one feel that that was absolutely achieved with Batman Arkham Origins. How do you feel about the finished product? Have you had time to sit down and play the game yet?
2: You know, I still have yet to actually f- sit down and 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 like put that in and start playing with it. Um, I actually, you know, thankfully, fans have already gotten out there, and all the cutscenes are on uh, YouTube. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, so I went through and kind of started scanning through some of the uh, the cutscenes because that's they're phenomenal. That's, they did an amazing I'm job. I'm so glad. I mean, like, thankfully, the 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 fan feedback that that Troy and I are seeing it, it, one of the nicest compliments you can have is somebody to say that it sounds like a believable, younger Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Um, which, granted, we were never trying to impersonate Kevin because he can't do that. Um, but it was, you know, what we were trying to do is stay true to this character of Batman as so many fans have come to know it and 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 approach it from just a little bit more of a rougher, gruffer, raw, you know, less refined um, approach. And when fans associate that, uh, Troy said it, I think, in uh, San Diego, where he said, look, there was a point on a horizon with the performances that we wanted these particular performances to be believable that they could eventually get to that point on the horizon, which was the Hamill and Conroy versions of these characters. Uh, and so when people say, you know, Hey man, great job. Sounds like a, like a, like a more, uh, you know, again, like a raw version of what Kevin Conroy is doing. It's like, great. That was what Eric from the get go, what Amanda wanted you know, us to capture and what I was so nervous, uh, about capturing, and thankfully, you know that the fan feedback seems like people are saying that you know, that's what they got, and the the cutscenes. Thankfully, after seeing them, because I, I don't get to see them. <laughs> uh, I've you know I, I'm I'm pleased with what uh, with what they've created for sure.
1: Roger, how easy is it for you to listen to yourself? the work. I mean, could you sit down and get lost in this world, or would you just be kind of pulling apart your own performance? And, you know, in the same way that an actor can't watch him or herself on, on screen, are you able to... I mean, can you play this game or not? I can, for sure,
2: because th- that's the neat aspect. I mean, like, truth be told, it's it, it, it's strange to be like interviewed. It's strange to be, you know, going out and doing these, these cons. It's strange to be a part of that, because I feel like I'm this one element of a production team, but a very small element of it. Because I'm providing the voice, yes, which is, you know, maybe it's it's interesting in the fact that you can, you know, talk to the voice of a character or shake the hand of a guy who does the voice. But the reality is, I'm not the character. I'm not. I'm such a small part of that character, and so many other far more creative and, and talented people are responsible for creating the character of Batman. So at the end, I can pop in the game and start to play, and and yeah, I can lose myself in it. And then, of course, there's little little elements where I hear the sound of my own voice and I go, oh, God, that was awful. <laughs> I could have done a better job of right, that. Right. Or, or, oh, you know, because when we're recording, we rarely get a chance to even get a feel for sometimes the pace of a scene. And I was even talking with Amanda about this, saying the difficulty with Batman sometimes is that, he's He's not a very verbose you know loquacious guy. He tends to just be kind of Alfred, yeah, you know blah 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 yeah it's, it's everything's just very short and concise all, all business. And yeah exactly, and so sometimes I feel like I want to make sure we're not getting too disconnected from what just happened or is about to happen, that kind of thing um. So when I get to finally see it all kind of get pieced together is when for me as a fan, I get to go in and go, oh, how cool. Look what they did with that. And look how they animated the face and the movements and, the, and what the mocap actors did, you know, to, to to kind of sell even more of the anger and that kind of thing. It's, yeah, uh, it's really cool.
0: Yeah, because a lot of what Batman has to say is kind of internal monologue type stuff. He's kind of piecing the mystery together. But, I, you know, one of the things that I definitely pick up on, and Scott brought this up, is that there are moments where you edge close to Bale's animalistic oh, yeah. kind of sounds. And that is in keeping with a character that's still trying to f- discover how much energy to expel. Because I think one of the things about Conroy's Batman is that he creates a, a
2: Batman that only delivers exactly what he's already figured out he needs to do. And, oh, it's... A- Right. Yeah, it's it's economy of language, it's economy of emotions, it's economy of of energy. I think with that version. Yeah. Um, and this guy, that was that learning element. In fact, we probably pulled back in a lot of ways from where uh, from where Kevin and I'm sorry, not Kevin, but um, from where Eric had wanted to maybe push this guy. We we wanted to kind of push it too far to hear us all go. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, where is it's he? Exactly. Yes. And and but we did work with. um kind of taking into consideration the fact that there's a bail performance out there that fans know there was I mean even going way back to like the Adam West stuff I mean it's like we all I've said this you know a number of times about the character of Batman kind of lives within a certain little box and yeah. and and every actor that has ever portrayed him in mean, either animated work or live action um I think everybody's trying to fit within that box whether or not they're trying to put their own spin on it I think it's just this is how they perceive batman but if you start going too far outside of it it's not the character that we all know and and so we were trying to be mindful of what what this character is and that being said there were times that we pushed it a little bit to the sure. maybe the live action you know rendition and sometimes went you know a, a little too far with it but yeah that was that really is that that sort of raw element i've had a lot of people say you know like why the growl and it's like well if you're trying to to be just bruce wayne you know, billionaire playboy, and be intimidating. You want to drop your voice nice and low, and gra- And if you're
1: going to project it, really, you just you can only go so far. <laughs> before you bark. To get oh my there. god, yeah. I, I just got chills, Roger. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> oh. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. Okay. Uh, we have an old fashioned answering machine, tape to tape, here down in the basement, and we want you <laughs> to record our when we're out from the basement message. So we, I want you to say this in the young Batman voice: You have reached the basement. Victor and Scott are not here right now. They're out fighting crime and pulling some honeys. Leave a message and we'll call you back later. Can you do that? You've reached the basement. Victor and
2: Scott aren't here right now. They're outside fighting crime and pulling some honeys, whatever that means. (laughs) So please leave a message after the beep. <laughs> <laughs> what does pulling some honeys mean? I have no idea, yeah. dude. You—that was know. amazing. That I was feel, so
1: good. I that, can't believe you did that. That was amazing. awkward.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was incredible. <laughs> pulling some honeys. I guess we can keep some it. honey. That just sounded incredible. <laughs> so we're keeping it. And, you know, I—I I, I think that was the uh, the achievement of Rocksteady and then Warner Brothers Montreal with the character too. Is the character that we get to play as Batman is the first time in video game form that we actually get to feel like Batman. I think they are these, the first companies that have really understood yep. what to do. And I guess that's, that's pretty invigorating stuff as a, as an actor to kind of work
2: from, isn't it? I think so. I think that's that. that's why this medium is so fun to be a part of because you go and you sit in a movie theater and you, you are in sort of detached, you know, you are, you are going along for the ride, but you're witnessing it as like a third party to the ride And the greatest thing about video games is if they're done really well, you get to control the ride in so many ways. And therefore, I mean, this is what I thought that The Last of Us did such a phenomenal job of. That first 20 minutes, I remember like texting Troy right away going, oh, my God, this is the most brilliant way of introducing and of bringing people into this world. You start off as the girl that. I don't want spoiler alert, right? And the game's been
1: out for a while. It's been six months. Yeah, exactly.
2: You know, you start off as this character, so you become attached. Because again, with video games, you are the girl looking around for dad's phone and seeing notes from dad. Then dad comes bursting in. Next thing you know, you then pull back and you die. And I thought, oh, gut-wrenching. This is so perfect. This is how this... This is how the world of video games can draw people in, and so yeah, the, I, what Rocksteady and what, what WB Montreal have done with with the Batman franchise is created that element where yeah. you start to feel a connection to the totally. character, which is exciting. That's well, what video and, games are great for.
0: Yeah, and and also significant for the mythology of, of Batman and for the, uh, the you know the legacy of Batman. These are really symbolic works. These are you know they, they stand tall with the best that has ever been created and crafted in the Batman fiction. Universe, whether it's movies or comics or animated shows or whatever, this is top of class stuff. And now, awesome. you, and
2: you are associated with that, which is- that yeah that that is the part that I I still can't. You know, we've had an opportunity to go out like at San Diego. You sign things, and I have a, a terrible, you know, illegible signature. And then I right beneath that, you put in you know in quotes Batman, and that's just <laughs> it's so bizarre. It, it does not. I it, I can't say that it gets old it's I can't get used to it it's just and to have you know even if this is a one and done opportunity for me in a, in a career just to have had that chance and to kind of explore this character was was really cool I mean it's you know it, it's weird once you start kind of getting into something like this even even with Ezio, it was the same thing like you start to feel for you know these characters like you you have a connection to to what it is that they're going through because you you keep trying to you know, hyper-focus those, uh, those bits of, uh, of performance through a, a recording session. And, you know, as a, as a byproduct, you start to go like, oh, that sucks for this guy or... Yeah, I, I guess that would really be kind of something that would be, you know, torturous to, to have to deal with as a person.
0: Yeah, and Ubisoft gave you some nice love with that character as well. Ezio, we, we got quite a bit with. Oh, uh, it was
2: crazy—three games
0: and a little short film. I yeah, and I love it. that short film as well. Is there a sense in the in the voice acting community? I guess you're 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 mostly around Los Angeles based actors, but are, is there a sense now that? Uh, we're in a golden age for voice acting in video games. And is that sort of the marquee kind of work now for voice actors,
2: uh, as I, you a, know opposed I mean, to Troy, animated stuff? Yeah. I think, I think Troy had said that, you know, like when he first started, cause, cause obviously he's had like massive success in this, in this area. Yeah. Um, and he said that a lot of his on-camera friends when he first got out to, to the LA area were kind of like, Oh, you're going to go. Go be a part of your video games, huh? You know, that kind of thing. And now some of those same, you know, on camera actors are going, dude, how'd you how do you break into that? How do you get in, <laughs> like how do you become, you know, a Nathan Drake? How do you become, you know, a Joel? How do you I mean, like, cause that stuff is crazy and there and, and really it's I don't think it's so much as it is like a golden age of voice acting for video games as it is it's a golden age of storytelling for video games. Mm. Now they've figured out a way to incorporate phenomenal writing into this, into this medium that now you are starting to see performances that get elevated as a result. It's not just, you know, it's a me, Mario. It's not cutesy little things that kind of, you know, uh, just add sound effects. It's actual narrative, you know, that, that, that moves people. And, and so I think, you know, uh, I, I don't know, man, I, I just consider myself lucky enough to have been, been in it at a time when, when these opportunities came our way and hopefully we won't have too many of the, uh, uh you know the the beyond two souls approach where you know just like in animated features you start getting celebrities that pop in to do all the voice work and these phenomenally and i don't include myself in this group but there's a lot of phenomenally talented voice actors that are out there that that end up getting the additional voice roles and that kind of thing where whereas back in the day it used to be no if you want people to have a, a a sense of character it's another reason why i get nervous doing the voice of batman in front of people or Ezio because I don't want you to associate me with this character. Good right. Lord, I, I right. look nothing <laughs> like these characters.
0: Well, you can, and, they uh, kind of made a Batman that has your chin, though. Was that on purpose? That's a happy accident.
2: I, that's, that's, you know what that is? That's an underbite. Yeah, <laughs> that's my underbite. <laughs> I
1: actually think he has your chin, Vic. Batman has my chin? Yeah. Oh, yeah there you just, go. See, look, Vic is Holy lost shit. now, Rick. Oh, my God. I
0: can't think of anything. That was anymore. the most seductive the thing I've, on, I've ever Gotta said to cowl. him.
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> guys, we are talking a little bit about how far writing and voice acting has come in video games. You know, it wasn't all that long ago. 1997, Castlevania, Symphony of the Night. Yep. When they were pulling people off of you know whatever production desk they were sitting on yep. to record in closets to say, you know, what is a man? A miserable pile of secrets? <laughs> Have at me. So that's l- like that blood. Was, yeah, that was that was that was 15 years ago. It wasn't yeah. all that long ago. We've come a long way. Now, listen. I know we could we could go on and on celebrating your work in Batman uh, Arkham Origins, um, and I do. Want, I have one more thing I want to ask you before we move on and just celebrate your career a little bit more, and that is walk us through what it was like to go into the booth. Were you working was troy there with you or did, would you guys work on separate days and part two of the question is did you ever wear the cowl go ahead
2: no i haven't worn the cowl although um these guys that do a lot of like the uh the manufacturing of like the collector's edition um triforce Those guys they are amazing. they yeah. have a cowl that i saw at uh, new york comic-con that that's in development and uh, they've promised me a cowl and i guarantee you when i get my hands on that i'm going to be wearing that cowl
0: that's your new um, twitter avatar right there
2: yeah, yeah i would it, wear it that everywhere that being said in the meantime, there's always Batman boxers, you know, that have like the little cape attached to the back of them, that kind of thing. So, you know, again, further ruining the character for everyone yeah. out there. <laughs> Do you have um, a cowl that you wear? Uh, no comment. Okay. Ah, see. W- while I now play, yeah, now I know. I'm Batman. But to, the first, yeah, but the going half. into the booth. Oh, oh, oh in the booth. Um, yeah, actually, one of the it kind of worked, I think, um, in a lot of ways that uh, that Troy and I we really didn't record. Uh, together too often. We I think we had maybe one or two sessions but he and I are also goofballs when we're around one another and uh, and I think they quickly figured out that we weren't going to get it a lot done if we if they put us in the same room together. Right.
1: Holmes was like, no more of this
2: shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a lot of like, you know, the hand fart sounds that keep going on in between takes and, you know... Uh, Meanwhile, uh, piles of money are burning everywhere. <laughs> who could make the better baby sounds and then it, like in, in between, uh, like, because because Troy does a muffled baby sound, I have the <laughs> and then it it dies out at the end, and then Troy said, "Oh my gosh, it sounds like it's like it's getting choked out." And then it became us having these competitions as to who could make the best choking baby sound. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So picture that going on in a professional recording session, and then I think they eventually went. No, 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 no. We're not going to have them together. But I did get to work. Uh, this was a, such a privilege for me. Uh, is getting to work a lot with Martin Jarvis, who did the voice for Alfred in this series, and that man is so classy. And so cool, and such an accomplished actor. Uh, is he I British? Sh- he is indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and he's old school, and it's neat. I mean, I I I don't want to give away his age, but I I, I think he's in his seventies. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. and it was just, I mean, this is a guy who. Who is? It puts you right at ease, and he's a very accomplished actor. And I was nervous to just kind of work with him. But what was nice about that is that that in this story, so much of this develop, developing relationship between you know Bruce Wayne and Alfred, um, and where they are and what they mean to one another, and how they function together as a group, kind of thing, or as a pair, I should say. Um, that that kind of uh, lent itself to to Martin and I working together. Yeah, and, and he's like
0: your surrogate dad, right? And he's yeah he's berating you for big chunks yep. of the game. It's amazing. I loved all yeah, that yeah.
2: stuff. You were not some hardcore, you know, hardened vigilante, all that stuff. And we had a lot of really nice moments just getting to, to work together in that, and genuinely uh, hit it off, you know, as as friends. As a result, and so you know that was that was great. I, I, I'm glad that we had that. I think if jo- Troy and I had worked together too much as Batman and Joker, it almost would have maybe it maybe wouldn't have had the same sense of these are two very different characters who are very disconnected from one another even though they're very similar i think if we had worked together maybe there maybe there wouldn't have been like some sort of uh you know weird energy that you know yeah And
0: and that's what we need in the game, too, because all of this stuff is new to Batman. That's one of my favorite things about this is that he meets Killer Croc and he can't believe he just beat up this giant crocodile man. And, you know, there's this uh, sense of disbelief that this is now his new world with all of these freaks everywhere. So I I think there there should be more of that uh, isolation and that should come through in the performance, which sounds pretty cool. But you also had Captain America uh, come out in the same week. And I don't know if there's too many voice actors in in the biz. (laughs) that are playing two massive roles like that in the same week uh, with Lego
2: Marvel superheroes. How do you approach Cap differently than Batman? You know, it's really interesting. It was al- almost always everything boils down to, uh, you know, an attitude more than a, more than a voice. The, the, the phrasing I've heard is, is it's, you know, 95% character, 5% voice. Um, and usually that comes from is, as, you know, as... Pretentious the 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 terminology is to say hey, what's your motivation? Yeah, uh, but it, usually that's that's where the motivation of the character comes into play. And and with Cap um, working with Colette Sunderman, the uh, voice director on when well, she she didn't direct the the video game, I should say, but um, we work with her on, work with her on uh, Marvel's Avengers Assemble, which is on Disney XD, and that's the animated series, which is you know basically where we derived even the Lego you know uh, Marvel superheroes um, Cap from with a little maybe a looser interpretation, but. She and I worked on Cap and what his delivery would be, and we came up with this sort of physicality of what we call fists on hips, yeah. uh, which is that sort of heroic, you know, Superman pose of a man with his, you know, his, his fists at his side kind of thing. And since Cap is very much a Boy Scout and with that, that hardcore military background, um, we, we tend to just approach it, you know, he's not square jawed to where he's a stick in the mud, but he's, uh, he's just a little more, you know, by the book. And let's enact a plan and let's execute the plan and let's, you know, let's let's stick to stick to the rules and integrity and training and all that. So that's usually we just kind of keep him very much a, a, a sort of a barrel chested. Uh, and he's a little more energetic and youthful, obviously, than than what we do with Batman. Batman's dark. It, you know, yeah. I, I work a lot in my lower register to do Batman. And it's funny when fans are like, you know, do the voice at some loud convention. And you're like, I, I can't you Won't you <laughs> hear me. Like, yeah, exactly. All we can do is then, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, ba- yeah. Batman's got some
2: problems. Yes, and he does. He, and yeah.
1: his problems need to be reflected in the way he articulates things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and
2: he's just right. dark. He's the Dark Knight. Yeah. He's, he's down there. So,
1: more l- jet. so obviously you've had uh, lots of success in the voice acting realm. Uh, but let's talk about the rest of your career. What else are you working on? What have you worked on in the past that people might recognize you from?
2: Oh, gosh. I mean, what's really funny is, is thankfully, and I, I knock on wood as, as I say this, I've, I've had so many opportunities in, in, in the many different facets of voiceover that it's, it, people kind of start cracking up when they realize, you know, Batman was Ezio, was Chris Redfield, was Sonic the Hedgehog. Chris uh, Redfield? Oh, yeah, from uh, RE5 and RE6. Wow. Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, that guy doing the you know, Wesker um, and Sheva and all that stuff. Oh, you know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Chris seems to yell in yeah. RE5s. And, Hurry, um, yeah, Sheva always <laughs> lagging back. Come exactly. on, move it. But it's and then from there, I've got um, I narrate a bunch of of, uh, of shows, and I, I narrate a bunch of shows on the DIY Network. Um, uh, the Crashers shows Yard Crashers, House Crashers, Bath Crashers, Kitchen Crashers. <laughs> there was a Room Crashers. Uh, that's no longer on the air. But how do the uh,
1: Crashers shows work? What do they? What, how do they? What? What's the narrative? It's
2: essentially you've got like a host. Um, you've got like you know either a designer, a licensed contractor, um, you know a landscape architect, that kind of thing. These guys they stake out home improvement stores and they try to you know sneak up on somebody and, and ask them if they need help with you know some project at their house. And then the people have to you know say like yeah, go ahead, and they'll they'll just you know, take this person home and then they get a complete transformation of like one room or their yard, like in three days, they get all of their family and friends together and they crash their house and they just, they go in and, and completely remodel either a, a bathroom, a kitchen, a, you know, uh, the backyard, the front yard, that kind of thing. Um, and so they, it's, it's a very high energy show with, you know, lots of fast movement and camera cuts and all that. And so I, I've been the voice of that for going on, I think we're on our 11th season now wow, for Yard That's awesome. And then the, uh, the flip side to all of that masculinity, uh, not that Sonic the Hedgehog is an essentially overly masculine <laughs> character, but uh, is I narrate Say Yes to the Dress on TLC, <laughs> which is wow. a... Oh uh, Yeah.
0: And how does that show. And how does there that go? How do I, what would the voice be for
2: Say Yes to the Dress? Yeah. It's very much just me but what's what's funny about that is that it's it's a man narrating a a show about women trying on uh you know bridal gowns at a salon in New York and Atlanta and uh yeah it That's and awesome. then I also dispense advice at the end of it which is always Really funny to me because it's always just something like you know every bride dreams of her big day, yeah. like, it's like, and it's me saying, but if she stays true to her heart, you know, and follows her dreams, she'll look marvelous on her special day. And it's like I just feel so. And then yeah, and then on Wednesday, telling,
1: it's, where is he?
2: Exactly. <laughs> every woman breathes. <laughs> oh man,
0: that's incredible. Do you, do you mostly go up for hero roles when you go for auditions and stuff? It sounds like you play a lot of the lead hero types
2: not necessarily in fact the 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 most like the absolute ultimate dream come true for me was getting to be involved in disney's planes where i got to be ripslinger yeah the he's the lead antagonist he's the bad guy and 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 it's i mean he's like a blend of of batman and chris redfield and you know all of these characters sort of combined um and uh, and it was a ton of fun i mean playing the bad guys i've always said it like you know everybody loves luke skywalker but who wouldn't want to be darth vader yeah you know it's yeah. like i mean they you know they say they've always got the cool toys that kind of thing um yeah i mean it's pretty it's amazing sad. that troy is booker and
0: he's joel but he's the joker in joker. the same year you know exactly it's crazy troy and, and it's
1: a different day troy's not today no this and, is and Roger also Noah North is,
0: is the penguin in uh in batman arkham origins yep, and exactly and do you look at that stuff and go oh my god i I've got some supervillain voices in me. I want to do some crazy, like I want to be the Red Skull for a
2: day or something. Ooh. We got Liam O'Brien doing the Red Skull on our uh, on Avengers Assemble. Yeah, it's, I mean it's awesome. Yes, Red Skull would be. I don't know. Like I was saying to to Troy, even I'm like, you know, the Joker is such a deliciously evil character, and it's like that is so much fun to portray. But and this is one of the reasons why Troy does such a great job with it. You you have to run that fine balance between. Somebody be—I mean, your good guy is only as bad as your bad guy is bad. You yeah. know, or I think I just—that was a little redundant, but uh, and 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 with a character like the Joker, you've got there's a lot of room to play around with some of the silliness and the comedy of things, but you don't want it to get to the point where that guy loses his danger. And uh, and Troy does a phenomenal job with that. I mean, it's it's uh, that's why those characters, in my opinion, are are so much fun to play. That the you know the bad guys are the the cool stuff, and the reality too—it's it, not as if I. I, I don't get to choose, and and I I'm fine not choosing. Every day behind a voiceover microphone is an awesome day. And uh, you want me to be, you know, a Smurf? I'll be a Smurf. you want me to be Red Skull, I'd be Red Skull. I, you know, if I had an opportunity to do any of these things, it would be incredible. So, Roger, still- we're oh sorry,
1: we're, we're talking about your work a lot. But what about? Let's get to know you a little bit better. What what about when you're not working? What kind of things do you do? I like long walks on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, you sound like dr- a Virgo, non-smoker, drunk,
2: <laughs> drunk spooning. Um, <laughs> non-smoker. I think there's a perfect match coming up on the show. <laughs> it's like we're going to get it like of 38. Sweater L- shopping. How's everybody doing out there? <laughs> Sweater shopping.
1: Let's welcome to the show Roger.
2: <laughs> Bachelorette number 1. Uh no, you know, I, I, I'm kind of a boring. I really am, just kind of a fuddy-duddy kind of homebody kind of guy. Um, I'm not. TV. I like a good IPA beer. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of a uh, hoppy, hoppy beer. <laughs> um, you know, I mountain biking is my my sport of choice. Uh, I, I don't have enough time to do it as often as I would love to. Um, Are you working all the really, time? Really? I mean, I, I just I, thankfully I am at a point in my life right now where where the the the, the voiceover work is 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 so important to me, but it's also, uh, keeping me busy. I'm five days a week with multiple That's sessions awesome. a day. And, uh, it's got me bopping recording from home a lot and then hopping in the car and racing out to another city and coming back home and recording from home and then cracking open an IPA and watch a little TV, go to bed and wake up and do it all again the next day. Um, so it doesn't really, sadly, my, my, I think I'd have to turn in my, my gamer card. Cause, uh, I feel like I'm losing time that should be spent playing video games. Six months
1: longer, you can keep it. Yeah, you
0: can keep it. Okay, thank you. you. If you play Batman, you get extensions. Do do you go up for, um, you know, in in front of the camera rolls too, or do you strictly stay
2: voice yeah strictly strictly voiceover i mean i i got my start in voiceover by doing stand-up comedy that was what kind of like introduced me into the world of uh a voiceover um simply because i would i was hearing less and less and less about people asking me when i was going to be doing stand-up again and more people saying who represents you for voiceover <laughs> and right. so i went okay i need to look into that I, I did a lot of like characters and voices in my act and i think people kind of picked up on that um and uh you know i for the most part, I, I have no desire to do to do anything on camera. I love the world of voiceover. I love that that theater of the mind. I love radio plays, and that's what we get to go in and do. And then I like being my, – my major in, in college was screenwriting, so I, I wanted to be a part of a production team. And, and in a lot of ways, I feel that's I get a really fun job of being a part of a production team, which is I get to provide the voice – for these characters that a lot of people have put time into animating and and writing for and making backgrounds for and all everything that goes into it, there's so many people that 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 make these characters who they are. And in the on-camera world, I don't think you get to, I don't think you get to do that in, in the exact same you don't way. You
0: Get the freedoms, yeah. And you know no. what we do on this show and on our TV shows and stuff is very, I think, aspirational for a lot of people. We talk to a lot of people that chase dreams and then make dreams kind of reality. And it sounds like that's what you have done here, but also what I think is also very clear is that you have to be open to lots of changes along the path and oh, for sure and also open to you know immense collaboration
2: and I think that's what starts to sort of pave the road towards success absolutely I mean it's a lot of people have asked like, you know how did you come up with the voice or you know when you walked in or you know how did you get this role or or, or what did you and it's so funny because you walk in and and I, like i said with eric there i just went what what do we want to do i mean i i've i've passed the 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 audition test and for whatever reason you guys have have given me this this opportunity so then what what is it that we want to accomplish here um, and it's you've got to be able to just like throw stuff against a wall and 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 accept i mean tremendous amounts of feedback um, and and adapt and move on and it's uh, I, Thankfully, I think stand-up comedy, because that's all that is nightly with different audiences. Um, you go up, you try a joke, and if it works one time when you worded it this way, uh, you try it again another way and find out it didn't work. But you don't you don't just stop doing it simply because that audience didn't like it or that kind of thing. You you keep going, you keep going, keep going, keep you know keep falling forward. And voiceover and the approach in the booth is no different. And and I never give a second thought to to people redirecting, asking for more, try it like this, try it like that, or, or, Hey, you know, it's, I've been in sessions that said, I think I'm the wrong guy for this. Mm -hmm. You know, like you you might want to get so-and-so if this is what you want to accomplish because there's a right and a wrong voice for a lot of things. And it's, if you want to be genuine to what you're doing, then it's like, sometimes you got to you know, step away. Um, but no, I mean, we don't get to go in and say, well, here's the voice of Batman that I'm going to give to you and it's going to be brilliant and therefore you'll take it. It's like, no, we, you are a part of a team, and, and collaboratively, everybody comes up with, you know, these these characters. You just get to be the voice. You're you're a tool that the director gets to kind of wield, and uh, and I love that. That's uh, it's you know I absolutely have achieved that sort of. I cannot believe I get to do this and call it my living. It's it's nuts.
1: You know, Roger, I think that I speak for Victor Lucas and myself when I say. You sound like a very sweet man. Yeah. Uh, and I wish that I had X. the chance to meet you in person. I know Vic has had that chance. and yep. uh, he's awesome. It'll happen someday.
2: Yep, We'll be together. I think Vic saw me when it was a deer in the headlights at San Diego Comic-Con and I you had weren't not You were in New York
1: though, were you? Yeah, I he was, was in New York. Yeah. Where, but
2: again, I mean, I'm telling you man, it was just brief and boom, in and out. Oh, you know, you know I at, think
1: I did see you in New York. You were standing next to Troy at one point. I saw I talked to Eric a little bit here and there, and I waved to Troy cuz I'd met him before, but he there didn't you go. remember who the hell I was. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. And he's like a you know, star and everything. Yeah, I think I saw you. Yep. I think it, we well, saw I, each
2: other. I would have been I would have been a short guy. Yeah. <laughs> next to I next remember to a Troy. shorter
1: gentleman. <laughs> there you <and> go. Virgo. <laughs>
2: yeah. The sweetness is all an act. I think like I said, I was laughing. I, I didn't get this, a chance to see that that auditorium at San Diego until we stepped out that was onto surreal. the stage that and was it was surreal. like whoa! And I got
0: to moderate that panel and it was it was uh, awesome. What a moment, dude! I mean, honestly, it's one of my favorite moments in my career. It was an incredible experience and and That's working so cool. and working with you guys too was just insane. You guys were so funny and so sharp, and I'm so happy for you and proud of the work that you've done and proud to have been you know even around the you know getting some of the word out about Arkham Origins, but now it's the 75th anniversary of batman next Whoa. year yep. and batman video games aren't going anywhere dude you are our new batman
2: well Noel for arkham origins <laughs> it's
0: like, like frank I'm, conroy I'm, is going to come back no probably. it's kevin conroy carl and conroy <laughs> <and> i think <laughs> I, my prediction is you are our new batman and it might you might be our new batman for many many years are you okay with that roger
2: from your lips to the powers that be's ears. Uh, I mean, of course, I, w- I would jump at the chance for any other opportunity. But I've always so, I you, approached so absolutely. You don't want to you don't want to you know confess or confirm
0: anything today that uh, you have there's, signed on a multi uh, Arkham deal with. Uh,
2: there's nothing to confess or confirm, unfortunately, <laughs> that, that I'm aware of, and they are very smart about that. I mean, if there is something in the works, but again, I you know I would be the last to know. And well, in, I don't know if you'd be visual. the last to know. Well That would be terrible <laughs> that would if you be were. us. The tail end. <laughs> <laughs> Towards the tail end I should say. We would be at the last. <laughs> yeah. I'm thrilled. I mean, again, you have to look at it I, you know, I never would have thought that Etsy would have gone on for three games. Yeah. I would I would have thought that AC two he had his run and and, and dude, getting a chance to be an iconic character He's is our awesome. favorite assassin
0: as well, man. I mean you really did a phenomenal oh, job far. with Etsy. Thanks, man. No, brought... that was
2: fun. That was that was a very, that was, uh, I, I don't know, guys. I mean, I can't, I, like I said earlier, like you, you put the name Batman beneath your signature and you just go, that, I can't. Yeah. That just doesn't seem so, it, it's so incredible. So to have another opportunity would be insane. But even if there isn't another opportunity in my future, it's like, man, I did it. I got to do it. and So and humble. And yeah, I love it. Well, yep. it's, I mean, that's voiceover. It's, you know, it's, yep. like I said, I'm a part of a team. There's, there's far more creative, Eric Holmes, man, like I, I kept sitting there going, dude. When are you going to just collapse? Yeah, from from totally. the the marketing push and the promos. And he was on when I ran into him in New York. He had been thirty eight days on the road, um, and he was on Australia time when he was in New York. And then you know, it, it's just like the you know the guy was. But yet, yet you put a camera in his face and ask him questions that he's probably had to answer a thousand times. Yep. And it's the same amount of passion. It's a beast. As, well, he's yeah, the, he's the it's right like,
0: guy for the job. He's the Batman of making Batman
2: games, you know? Absolutely. Like he is, That's why yeah. to get to get to go meet those people... And I go in for four hours, four hours at a time, and just bark in front of a microphone and say, "What do you want me to do?" I'll tap dance for you, sure thing. <laughs> and and then they take it and they put it into the character. I mean, that's why. Yeah, it's not humility; it's just reality. <laughs> it's well, like it, whatever it is, it's a, it's uh, it's a real pleasure
0: to be able to include you in the basement oh, here. We're man. huge fans. You're oh, always fans. welcome down here. Huge fans. Yes, we'll definitely have you back. And you are. You are going to do something about the smell, though, right? That's... Uh, nope, that's staying. We like well, it. It's a
1: milky, <laughs> chilly... We might <laughs> chop a hole in the
0: wall to get some air yeah. in here. We call it I mean, it's, uh, pumpkin spice stench. It's thick. <laughs> it's autumnal, yes. It's <laughs> lovely. It's autumnal, yeah. 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 Roger, thank you thank rock, you so man. Much, thank buddy. you for coming by, and uh, congratulations on an epic year, and can't wait to see what 2014 has in store for you.
2: Now go have we'll an you IPA. Both. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks <laughs> very much, guys. Appreciate it.
0: All right, take care. Take care. See ya what a totally incredible genuine awesome guy that was nice huh? man Like yeah. he's the
1: kind of man I would like to have over for dinner
0: well we would have one of the uh, the beers that he was talking about there
1: well I wouldn't but maybe yeah. you would but you know uh, yeah I'm surprised like how thoughtful and soulful and playful he is like, he's humble like and a appreciative lot a lot of fun you know yeah. the, the phrase I was trying to think of there is not pull some honeys it's pulling some birds it's an English oh pull expression. some birds expression okay. yeah and I, I miss but he's still we're going to use that in the basement recording
0: yeah voice recording wow. so if you ever Call us, you're going to have Batman talking back at you what, a, what we a, don't answer the
1: phones around here <laughs> every time we have one of these people on here it's a revelation it's yeah, a I just surreal can't believe thing. how nice and yeah. just just gracious and graceful these people are yeah. and, and he's another one you know and I know, I know we talked about this but uh, Troy Baker gets a lot of love from the game Roger Craig Smith as Batman does a tremendous job I'm totally he's a chameleon you know these voice actors he is. I don't know how he does it like the way he was switching voices during our interview yeah blows me away I have no talent compared to this man. He is incredible.
0: Oh, I don't know about you, but I want to play some more Batman Arkham Origins You're right gonna now. you to start all over again? Yeah, I get do. To the New
1: Game Plus? Absolutely. All right, my With friend. With some of the new costumes. What about the PlayStation 4? Would you like to say a word or two about it before we leave?
0: I, I'm uh, so excited that the PlayStation 4 has finally arrived and it comes out uh, next week for everybody on November 15th. November
1: 15th. You know what? We're going to be in New York. Let's get some surprise guests in yes. the basement next, the next week. Basement. Yes. The next basement. We're going to have access to a lot of people. The next basement is going next gen. Oh, I like that. Thanks for listening,
0: everybody. Stitcher. Stitcher.